Hi, everybody. I'm Tamsin Fidel. Welcome to the Broadway show Uncut. We're talking about Funny Girl 2.0. Leah Michelle is starring as Fanny Bryce, if you haven't heard, a role she was really born to play. In fact, I think her performances on Glee as Fanny were the stuff of legends. Six standing ovations on her first night in the part on Broadway. And Paul Wontorek had a chance to catch up with Leah Michelle. A little over a year ago, yep. I saw you in the dead of summer. Broadway was not back yet. Right. You talked about your desire to come back to Broadway. Here we are. I can't believe only a year's <laughs> passed and you are now having this huge Broadway moment starring in Funny Girl. What a journey. Did you see this happening at that point? No. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. A year ago, I had just moved back to the city with yeah. my family. I was still really in the thick of, of being a new mom and, and embracing that and embracing living back in New York again. And now here we are a year later. I mean, we were outside of the Eugene O'Neill Theater, and I knew about the Spring Awakening reunion, but I don't think I could say anything to you at the time. And then uh, just a few months later, when we did our concert and and I stood on the you know the chair at the top of the show that's when I I just felt this deep 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 desire that was there but it 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 came to life at that moment and I said I just I just would love to be back on the stage again ideally as Fanny Bryson funny girl <laughs> <laughs> I mean we've known about your love of this role forever yeah. and Rachel Berry's love of this role obviously yes. you you did this mm -hmm. on glee yep so it's very meta yeah. for all of us. Is it also for you? Do we just talk about you doing Funny yeah. Girl on Broadway for years? Yeah, Funny Girl has been a part of my life in so many phases of my life. Yeah. You know, Michael Mayer told me to watch the movie in 2006 when I was going through a, a breakup. I was in Spring Awakening, and that's when I first oh, fell wow. in love. Yeah, uh, that's how I watched Funny Girl for the first time. And then obviously, you know, with uh, the storyline that Rachel had, it was a huge part of my life yeah. when I was living in L.A. and when I was on the television show. And now here again at 36. So this role has been a part of my life throughout so many different seasons, but I've never felt more prepared, mm -hmm. more ready um, to, to play this part than I do now. Well, that's the thing about sometimes dreams get delayed for the right reason, right? And things happen to you at the perfect time. Yeah, and I was very content when, when we decided to not do it in 2014. Um, I, I was really okay. I played the part um, so much on Glee and sang the songs, and so I felt very at peace with it. But I, it really was when I did the Spring Awakening reunion again uh, that I just felt this extreme desire to pr perform. I don't know if you know, but everyone's talking about this, the fact that you are in Funny Girl on Broadway. I mean, <laughs> I, I can tell you in my personal life, people who don't even follow theater Everyone I see has asked me about you yeah. being in funny. I mean, this is, you, you were doing this under a microscope. Does it feel that way? And that's, this is probably a first for you because when you were last on Broadway, Spring Awakening, you were still yeah. up and coming, Leah Michelle. I'm loving living in the bubble that is the safe home and space of this theater and this cast. Mm. If I did not know and feel the support that I have from everyone, this would be very scary for me. Mm -hmm. But I've been rehearsing with everyone for a while now. The cast who works so hard has given so much of their extra time to be there for me and to, to help me feel as prepared as I can be for, for this, you know, experience. 
that's where my head is at. Yeah. I think if I think too much about the magnitude <laughs> of, of, of this, it could be quite, quite scary. Well, and this might say a lot. I just had to explain to Ramin what a Gleek is. Oh my God, I know. Which, Ramin, which says just, a lot. He said a second ago, he was like, I think I should watch Glee. I was like, <laughs> my husband's never seen Glee. You don't have to watch Glee. It's totally fine. But that says a lot about the environment that you're actually working in. You're working with theater artists on creating yes. a role instead of like this anticipation of Leah Michelle coming, you know, with with the baggage of being known as Leah Michelle and coming to do a show. You're just able to work on the show. Yeah, completely. But it is, you know, when Ryan Murphy came to see uh, yeah. my first night and he was so emotional and and I really believe that it, it there is, you, you know, for me, I can't disregard, you know, how much Glee has played a part in all sure. of this. Ryan did bring, you know, Don't Rain On My Parade to that generation. Uh, our song was number six on the iTunes charts when I sang it then. Yeah. And, um, and here we are now. So it's really just such a a full circle moment in so many ways. Like you said, you've performed many of the songs. Mm -hmm. We've heard you sing a lot of the songs. You've sort of lived with the idea of doing this role for a yeah. long time, but actually doing it. Mm -hmm. What is it like actually being on that stage, doing it beat for beat? Like, what's different about that experience? It's completely different. Ryan said to me on Tuesday after the show, he said, I knew Act 1 Fanny, but I don't know Act 2 Fanny. Mm. And I said, that's so funny because I've always known Act 1 Fanny. The ambition, the drive, yeah. the energy, yeah. the, the blinders, I, I've always connected to that. But now having lived my life and having loss and heartbreak, mm -hmm. deep love, marriage and a child, life's ups and downs. It's all of those experiences that I'm now bringing to this opportunity and this role. So it's completely different. It's different singing these songs live on a stage than in a recording studio. Mm. And it's completely singing different singing them as Fanny yeah. and it being in her shoes, not Rachel playing Fanny or, or singing <laughs> right. them in a concert. Yeah. And then also having, you know, Ramin and, and Tova and Jared and the entire rest of the cast to play off of, mm. to bring this story to life. Yeah. Singing the songs is one thing. It's thrilling. It's incredible as a singer to be able to just plant your feet and sing these songs that are in my mind, some of the greatest sure. musical theater songs yeah. in the world. But to bring the story to life also, um, I'm, I'm, I'm literally having the time of my life. What I'm able to create with Ramin every night, I think bringing this love story to life, Fanny and Nick, and getting to sing with him, it's incredible. So maybe act one, Fanny, is sort of the, what, what the Glee fans are gonna come in sort of ready yeah. for, but act two is really what you should be able me. to really put your life into. Absolutely, and your yeah. Experiences. That's I a love great that. way of putting it. You know, I asked Ramin what it was like to romance you, and he said, I don't know, ask her what it's like to romance me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Are you easy. Fun? <laughs> <laughs> He's wonderful. I haven't felt this level of trust since working with Jonathan. In order to deliver an honest and truthful performance, you have to have a, a, a co-star and a partner yep. that you know is just going to catch you and is going to go there. Even in rehearsals, you know, Ramin would just deliver a level of, of emotion in the performance with me that was so real and true. And he challenges me to constantly go there and I know we're going to just continue to yeah. to just have this relationship grow and have people see Fanny and, and, and Nick. 
You know, I met you when you were still a teenager. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, did, were you like Act One Fanny? Were you sort of like, hey, look at me. Did you have that energy and that fire? And was, Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I got into a car crash on the way to my, my Glee audition, and I still oh, stormed right. into the audition, pulled the glass out of my <laughs> hair, and I was like, I'm getting this job today. <laughs> Fanny would do the exact same thing. And that's something that I really wanted when I saw the production and I spoke to Michael about what things that I wanted to change. Like, Greatest Star was really important to me to, you know, change the movement and have mm. Fanny climb on the, the, the piano and mm. jump around because in order for me to express my extreme desire and determination, I have yeah. to do that totally physically so i very much have all you know can can relate to that i'm a little older now as fanny says <laughs> <laughs> so i actually had to you know remember that feeling of being you know yeah. just young and, yeah. and and desperate and looking at everyone like how she says to nick like see so you someone i should know you know are you gonna yeah. help me are you gonna get me to yeah. the next place in my career I remember specifically having a conversation with you where you were supposed to do Eponine and Les Mis, yep. and you were like, I'm going to do Spring Awakening on mm -hmm. Broadway. Mm -hmm. And the timing, like you had to sort of choose your, choose your path. I know everyone told me, don't do Spring Awakening. You know, Les Mis is a sure hit, yeah. and you're going to play Eponine. And I was like, I've been doing Spring Awakening since I'm 14. I can't not see yeah. this through. And funny enough, I was living with Gideon Glick at the time, and I got the call that I was going to be Eponine. And when I got the call that I was going to play Fanny Bryce on Broadway, Gideon just so happened to be walking down the street, saw me on the phone, crying on the phone, knew that I must be getting the call and wow. snapped a picture. And so he happened to be with me the last two Broadway shows. <laughs> i got to keep him around me a little bit more. That's crazy. <laughs> Gideon Glick, the yeah, secret weapon. <laughs> exactly. I know you had talent from the beginning as a child actress. I mean, you've always sort of had this talent, but did you ever have to have those moments that Fanny has of sort of like, no, hey, look at me, like mm. pay attention to me. Like, did, did you have to sort of ever like, hey, Mr. Ziegfeld, Mr. Producer. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, uh, you know, it was hard. I, I was doing theater and I, I wanted to branch out into television, but there mm. was really no one that ever, you know, I couldn't find where I, f I fit in there. Yeah. You know, luckily it was Ryan who created Rachel yeah. Berry and he molded the character you know, for me. That's why I fell in love with Barbara Streisand because I saw someone that looked like me, who acted like me mm -hmm. and who was, you know, funny and, and awkward and, but still beautiful. I think if it wasn't for Glee and Ryan giving me, me that chance, you know, I, I don't know if I would have ever been able to yeah. break out into that, you know, part of this yeah. business. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Right. This role, it, it was your dream role. It was Beanie Felstein's dream role. It was yeah. Rachel Berry's dream role. What is it about? And Tova just said it's yeah. that she thinks it is the greatest. It is the greatest role. It is. It's the greatest role. It has everything. It has the drive. It has the arc. It has the the power and the tenacity and the songs and the the most incredible um, arc, as I just said, of a, of a character that you see, you follow her along on this journey, yeah. you root for her. And anyone, Beanie, Julie, Effie, Barbara, mm -hmm. who has climbed the mountain of Mount Everest that is Fanny Bryce, is one of the most fearless women on this earth because it is such a hard role. And 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 I give anyone who has 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 done this 
so much credit. You know, when I came into to the dressing room and a Beanie had left a little something on the mirror that just said brave, and I was like, that's that's it. You just have to be so brave to play this part because it's a, it's a mountain. But as a performer, I mean, I've been blessed in my life to have played some really incredible uh, strong female characters, Ben Love, Rachel Berry, and to add Fanny to the list is, um, it's a great, great honor. Congratulations, I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Funny Girl and Leah Michelle now on stage at the August Wilson Theater if you want to check her out. So another icon is coming back to the stage, Chaz Palminteri returning for one night to celebrate the 35th anniversary of A Bronx Tale. If you want to catch it, Saturday, October the 1st, he's performing his legendary one-man show, just like he did back in 1987. And I had a chance to catch up with Chaz. 35 years. 35 years I wrote, I wrote a five-minute monologue about this killing that I saw when I was nine years old. I performed it for my theater workshop, then each week I would write a little more and a little more and then take out some, add some, and at the end of almost a year, I had 90 minutes of a one-person show. And you know the whole story, I got it produced, and my life changed. It's been 35 years, so I'm so excited to do it here in New York mm -hmm. again, to be back on Broadway October 1st. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just excited, I mean, I'm, I'm really, um, but this one's going to be different. Okay. This one's going to be different. When I say different is, this is the first time I'm going to do a Q&A after oh, the show. Wow. Where I'm going to sit down and people are going to ask questions about mm -hmm. the one-man show, the movie, the musical, how all three happened. It's never been done before. It's the first time it's ever been done. Where the same person wrote the uh, one-person show, the movie, the musical, and started all three. So... Had you, could you even conceive when you did that the first time, the first five minutes of it? No. Could you even begin to conceive? It, what wasn't something you were planning to do? No, you were... I wrote it. I was hoping to get an agent. <laughs> you got more than that. It sure did. You got I was, more I was than trying that. to get an agent at the time. So I said, I want to do something really spectacular. I had this idea of doing a, a, a play on stage, a whole movie on stage by myself and play all the parts. And people thought I was crazy. They said, that, that can't never work, you know? And I said, well, yeah, it'll work. They said, what do you, you can't change costumes, you can't. I said, no, I'm not gonna change anything. I'm gonna do it with lights and sound. And Some, it, somebody thought it worked. Somebody, somebody we know well. We know well, we know very well, yes. Well, look, let's face it, Bob De Niro, uh, when I wrote the script of Bronx Tale, the, the screenplay, Bob De Niro made that movie the classic that it is. I've always said that. Um, you know, a bad director can mess up a great script. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, it was a great script, and, and Bob De Niro just made it sing, you know. And you put Arthur Avenue on the map as a result of that. Yeah. You know? I, Arthur Avenue, Belmont Avenue, I, I definitely put it on the map. But, uh, I mean, it, it was a little famous before. There were some great actors that came out of the Bronx, too. And Dion, of course, Dion DeMucci came out of the Bronx from the Belmonts. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, I really made it kind of explode, yeah. Have you been back in a while? Are there, you still have the favorite places? You I go back all the time. You I do? go back once a month. Wow. I go to uh, Gino's Pastry if I want my really great cannolis. And I go to Mike Stelly and Casa Mozzarella and Title Brothers. 
uh, and all the great restaurants, Roberto's and Regaletto's and Enzo's. Uh, there's just great, great shopping there, great places to eat, uh, great people, um, the butchers, Biancato's, you know, Vincent's, uh, Joe's Clam Bar. It's, um, if you want the greatest shopping, people take buses there. They actually take buses there to go shopping. You buy the real deal there. I mean, look, there's a, a Little Italy in Manhattan, sure. which is great. But to me, the real Little Italy is in the Bronx. Oh, yes. So I is. tell people, go there, go shopping there, visit the restaurants there. Um, it's pretty fantastic. Now, I want to talk about one thing, because we talked about this last time, your dad, and the words he said to you that changed your life. My dad said the words, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. He told me that. He wrote it on a card and he put it in my room. And I never, ever forgot that. I, it was one of those things. And that was the thing that made me write A Bronx Tale. I just got fired. I was working as a doorman. I ran out of money from my acting jobs. Uh, then I took a job as a doorman. Finally, I got, I got fired. Swifty Lazar, the famous agent, fired me. <laughs> because I wouldn't let him into his own party. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he was really nasty to me. That's why I did that. All right, it's all right, then. And then uh, I, I went home, and I looked at the card, and I said, well, if they won't give me a great part, I'll write one myself. And I started to write about this killing that I saw. I mean, I always, I always carry a, a, one of those cards in my wallet, mm -hmm. because in case I meet an actor or somebody and they stop me on the street and they want to, and they ask me, oh, you know, you inspired me. And I say, what's your name? I, start, take, I open up, take out my wallet. I, I take out the card and I, I say, let me write your name down. I said, here, saddest thing in life is waste of talent. I give it to him. So I interviewed you a long time ago for a Bronx Tale. Yes. I gave you a card. Yes. Look at that. I have one on me right now. And I put tape and I carry it with me. That's fine. Well, you make sure you children. Ever since. You have, you have children. I don't have children. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you make sure you, you give that to someone. I have a little nephew love. that I'm going to pass this along to. Absolutely. You should. You should because it's... Those words change your life. Those words change my life. And I hear a lot of people that call me. And I, I have a, a really successful podcast, Chaz Palmentary Show. Mm -hmm. They can go to it on YouTube. Okay. And it's on Spotify and Google and, and Apple. But... I talk about success and about changing lives. And the people that call me and say, you've changed my life, and there's nothing more beneficial than that. There's nothing more that makes me excited when I hear that. My son got off drugs because of your movie. He came to see your play. I took my son to see it, and now he has great grades. Wow. I go, oh, wow, okay. You don't, you don't know who your words affect, right? I'm, I am so humbled by it. I'm humbled by it. I mean, I... I always tell people, go on my podcast, and I do shout-outs to people, you know. I said, you having trouble with your son? Call up. All right, we're going to put your podcast set up, a, set up a, you know, they can go to chazpalmetary.net, and everything is on there. The schedule of my one-man shows, okay. my podcast, my merchandise, chazpalmetary.net. All right, now let's talk one more Chaz Palmetary thing. Got a restaurant not too far from here. I got two <laughs> restaurants. I got one oh. restaurant not too far from here, right okay, here. Okay, right. Yes, uh, Chaz Palmetary's, it's on... Uh, 46th Street, 30 West 46th Street, five-star restaurant. It's not no pizzeria. It's a great restaurant. You know, uh, waiters, you know, tuxedos. It's 
How's it's, that feel to walk in there, walk past that door and see your name up there? You know what? That's it's exciting. It's a, just yeah. a great, great restaurant. Great food. Look, I never say my restaurant is the best Italian restaurant in New York. I never would say that because there's great restaurants mm -hmm. in New York. Is my restaurant one of the best, one of the top? Absolutely. And I have another one in White Plains, New York, in White Plains, uh, 264 Main Street in White Plains. Different than this one, a little more casual than the one in White Plains. We serve pizza there. But both of my restaurants, knock on wood, are doing great. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm partners with, uh, you know, the, uh, the Senate brothers, mm -hmm. Jack and Jeff, and they do a great job. And we've been in business now five years, and wow. it's doing great. God bless. I love it. Chaz, it's always so good to see you. It's always good to see you. Thank you get you. younger every time I see you. You really do. I receive do. that. I will receive no, that. you really do. You look fantastic. God bless you. So good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all for now, but you can view all the past episodes of the TV show at thebroadwayshow.com. Until next time, I'm Tamsin Fidel, and this is The Broadway Show Uncut. Uncut.